This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon, a unique blend of hunting, fishing, wildlife conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle. DSC's Campfires is brought to you by DSC conservation, education, and hunter advocacy. Hornady, accurate, deadly, dependable. Trigicon, brilliant aiming solutions. Taurus, award-winning pistols and revolvers. Mossberg, American built, American strong. Habit, our gear, your adventure. Welcome to another episode of DSC's Campfires, and today I have two very special guests. We're happening to be in a bear camp in the far north, and if you see this in a video version of it, I'm sure you'll recognize both of them very quickly, Mr. Jerry and Miss Kay Mitchelluck. And we are so thrilled to finally spend I'm thrilled to spend time with you. I've admired you guys for a long, long time. Uh, Miss Kay, I knew your dad, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, Mr. Jimmy Clark, and I used to get invited to the uh, what was the American Outstanding uh, American Handgunner Award, Award thing, yep. and it, mm-hmm. and I, I may have met you there if you were one of those because I remember one year it seemed to me like you might have been there. Uh, well, I was at the one that where he my father won, so in that's, Shreveport. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Yep. I think mm-hmm. I, I think I was okay. there at that one. So that's okay. I knew there was something familiar, but. <laughs> We've been talking about all kinds of different things, and everybody knows y'all are unbelievable shots with whatever you grab a hold of, including the slingshot I found out while we're here. Well, Jerry's real happy right now. So, yeah. let's, but I want to talk a little bit about the early years. Now, we've and I, Miss Kay, I want you to join in this in discussion of. Have you ever seen a coot fly during the daytime? <laughs> I've never thought about it. Uh, <laughs> See, you're like me, right? I would, I would say yes, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I've seen no. coots fly, and it wouldn't have been at night, would it? I, I was talking. All right, you see them when you flush them; they'll fly to a little bit, right? But you'll never be sitting calling ducks, and next thing you know, a flock of coots will come in. 
just don't happen. They yeah. seem to appear out of the water overnight. Yeah, I've been in hunting, okay. lo- you know, hunting locations day after day, and and one day you show up and there's coots on the water, and the next day they might not be there, but you never see a flock of coots coming in. You 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 jump them, push pull on your pirog or right. something, or yes. a boat passing down a canal or something, but. They have to come in at night. They, I, I, <laughs> That's the only thing we can no come idea. Unless they just come out of the water. I mean, they're, they're hiding. <laughs> it, 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 you asked me the question, and I got thinking about it. I've trapped a lot of ducks. I've shot a lot of ducks as far yeah. as research is concerned, and a little bit on the hunting side. Of it. And I'd never seen a coot fly other than when it was flushed or yeah. flushed. But I've seen a lot of coots on the water. Okay. That's one of my, I always ask the simple questions. <laughs> you, ever, you ever see a coop? No, I don't think I've ever seen one. I never gave it much mind. <laughs> it's amazing the things that you can think about, you know, and, and of yeah. course we're sitting here in, in a uh, bear camp and you, you spend about eight hours sitting by yourself yeah. Yeah. and you get to reflect on a lot of different things. You get to think about a lot of different things. <laughs> And Jerry's been very kind in asking some very most interesting questions <laughs> that, you know, I, I, I've told people over the years, I've made my living teaching people what they already knew. And basically kind of what, you know, yeah. there are things that I've seen and, and we've talked about mm-hmm. guns, of course, as well, too, that I've done. But I never really thought about why I did those kind of things. Now, you grew up, you both grew up in Louisiana, right? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Different parts of Louisiana. Different parts. Yeah. Of, I'm, I'm, I'm a Yankee as, you're the, as far as Jerry's concerned. Yeah. <laughs> I was south of Louisiana. <laughs> I was south of I-10. <laughs> Miss Kay, tell me about when you were a little girl, if you don't mind. Were you into shooting and hunting and, and all those kind of things as well? I was definitely into shooting. Um, yes. I mean, born into it. So even when I wasn't shooting, of course, my father was shooting and, and selling guns. So, I mean, I, I was raised on the range, you know, I right. mean, every weekend was spent on the range at a competition or whatever with him. Uh, so there, uh, definitely shooting from a very young age uh, at competitions. But really the hunting didn't come in till uh, later, until I, I went off to college actually. And, and uh, of course, I'm, I was born in 57. So, you know, in the 60s uh, and I had an older brother and of course, uh, my father was an avid hunter, and so he and my brother would go, but I would get left behind. So, uh, but that's, and you know, but later, uh, at one point when I did start hunting, uh, my dad came to me and he said, you know, I want to apologize to you. He said, he said, I, it just didn't even occur to me to take a little girl. She said, he said, very, and I'm very, true statement here. He said, I didn't know what to do with a little girl in the hunting camp. With a bunch of guys, she's. Hey, he said, I didn't know what. He said, but but if, if I had, he said, now I would have tried harder. I right. would have. Oh yeah. So anyway, I said, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he did a, make me a good shot for when I when I did start hunting. I, I was very fortunate. My mother hunted, and uh, we we'd go. We had a little camp, probably a quarter mile behind the house, and when deer season started, we just kind of moved there. Yeah. We were in the chicken business, hog business, cattle business, all those other kind of things. But, mm-hmm. So I was always around women who hunted mm-hmm. and just always assumed that, you know, most women hunted. And But there was, uh, the more I talked to people of that era that we're talking about, yeah. there were not that many ladies that were going hunting or, you know, mm-hmm. or going to hunting camp. A lot of times that yeah. was a, a manly thing to do. Yep. Thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he made up part in uh, many other ways. So <laughs> <Yeah. what> a- <laughs> Jerry, what about you? 
Well, I, well, I was south of Louisiana. Yes, sir. You know, we were a couple of miles from a good, really good swamp. So I spent a lot of time uh, in the swamp. That was, to me, was fun. Just going out and just doing things, looking at see where the coots come from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where these coots come from? <laughs> just, just, just out in the woods. Uh, of course, in the swamp, there's so much to do. Frog, you can hunt squirrel, ducks, deer. And it was right there, easy access and really good swamp. And uh, to me, it was just a lot of fun just being in there. God, in the middle of the night, there's so much going on in the oh swamp. Gosh, it yeah. just, it's, I mean, there's just, uh, I think per square foot, swamp has to have more diversity, uh, you know, wildlife. Just everything is there. Everything, I don't think anybody, I, I don't think you could say differently. I mean, everything exactly from a leech right. to a spider to a raccoon, you can think of it as something that's going to be there, mink. Otter, uh, muskrat, yes, sir. deer. I mean, just you're going to find a turtle, you're going to find snakes. It's just to me, alligators and snakes were like, let's go play with them. Let's go do something. <laughs> <laughs> what about bullfrogs? Uh, oh, we frogged a lot. That was, that was a lot of how fun. How did y'all do it? Because I want to know. We just caught them by hand. By hand. Yeah. You'd either walk them up or you. Or get in a P-Rog and push pole and catch them. And uh, we, had, we had these little motorized P-Rogs. Oh, my goodness. And what you do, we, we built one with a square back. It had a direct drive, like an 8-horsepower uh-huh. Briggs with a little skeg and a steering, a little cable steering. And uh, you catch them out of that. And then we modernized with an airboat. And we're like, whoa. Don't oh, I can feet, imagine. Don't, don't even get your feet wet. You, know, you lay over the front. It was like a gentleman's game. It's like a gentleman's game. <laughs> The frogs caught a lot of, like, yeah, they didn't like the airboat. We, we, we hit them pretty hard. <laughs> now, once you got the frogs, how did y'all, I knew you, I know you ate them. Oh, yeah. How did y'all do them? Uh, we usually fried them, but then I started baking them in the oven. Baking them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I like them better uh, baking them, yeah. I've eaten a lot of fried, and I don't know that. Yeah, we, we saved the whole frog. Just cut the head, you know. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Front legs, the belly, and the back. And you just put a little garlic powder and onion powder, a little salt and pepper, and a little butter, put them in a, in a tray about, 100, about 180 degrees, 200 degrees, and flip them over once or twice, about 35 minutes, and they're real tender. You can eat more of the frog because it's it's softer. Yes, sir. And yes, it, sir. Yeah, so it doesn't have that uh, that grease associated with it. Right. So I'm healthy, you know. I've noticed you eating very healthy here in Bear Camp. And I've heard some, all kinds of stories about, you see what Gary took to the stand with him today? <laughs> I'm trashing out pretty good here. This is, this is my this is my trash out time. So. What state what goes on in camp stays at camp. Absolutely, yeah. it, it goes no farther than what this. No. When we right. get on the bus tomorrow. It's going to be a totally yeah. different. The skittles, the skittles, and the candy home. bars, and all that. We're not talking about it. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about you. You hunted you hunted deer and all those kind of things. Tell yeah. me about. There used to be a way to hunt deer in Louisiana that I don't guess we get to do anymore now, right? Uh, hunting with dogs. With dogs, yes. Yeah. I never was on a dog hunt. Oh, okay. I've all, never been. A, I grew up all the right hunting now, camps around there were, were dog. Uh, yes, sir. The ones I shot were either we were push pulling uh, and jumped them up, or we were on a duck hunt and came across one. Always kept them buckshot on the belt in case you jump one. Yes, sir. But uh, I never really set up a blind or a stand just to hunt deer. It was mostly uh, when you came across some kind of an opportunity. Yes, sir. So my first spike I ever killed was a uh, I was found a good spot i'm in my little p-rog there and i'm pulling along some ducks for us so you just step on the side of the boat and you sink it and you just stand there and i was calling and he came to me that little spike and put the buckshot in oh my goodness it was good at 10 i had a limit i had a duck 
had 10 ducks and a deer. It was like, oh, look at me. <laughs> that was a good day's hunt, by the yeah. yeah. First time I actually had a job, full-time job. I had a little vacation. I had two weeks. And I uh, was catching like 15 bass, shooting 10 ducks. Go out in the morning in that swamp and catch them little bass. And uh, oh, yes, 15 of these guys and, and then uh, 10 ducks. It was like I was in heaven. This is... This is like really good stuff here. <laughs> and it was. It was a lot of fun. I wish I could go back. I would I would have what I find in life you sometimes you get accustomed to things and you don't realize how actually how good it is. Yes, sir. And you take it for granted, then when you miss it and it doesn't happen anymore, you go like, Man, I should have did that till I couldn't yes, stand it. And I tried to do that, but then you gotta work every once in a while. <laughs> And shoot, and shoot handguns. And shoot. And shoot. And shoot, <laughs> and shoot just a little bit. And shoot yeah. a little bit. <laughs> well, Ms. Kay, I don't know how you got into shooting. It was with your dad. There was never, like you said, it was a genetic thing as yep. much as anything. Mm -hmm. Jerry, you obviously shot a lot, too, when you were young. I know we talked about shooting BB guns. Yeah. And finally getting 50, 22 shells. At you. Oh, right. my God. You, you know, what am I going to do with this? Oh, my God. Yeah, go to Western Auto and buy a 50-pack of, you know, Federal for a dollar. Yes, sir. So you have to plan out, I'm going to go to a local dump, and what am I going to do with it? I'm going to shoot uh, so many washing machines, <laughs> so many ketchup bottles or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, you know, back home, the, the local, we didn't have a range. Every little town had an open dump, and that's yes, where sir. most people... Went sight in rifles or something, you know. It just uh, it doesn't. It sounds pretty trashy, but it's the, it's the, no, it's, it's the way it was. It, it was. It was the same way where I grew up. It, it, during the fall and winter time, we we ran, went hunted deer, and although we didn't have a whole lot of them, but we hunted, and then we'd hunt uh, once squirrel season. I mean, once squirrel season came along, we hunted squirrel. Also, we had beagles. My dad ran hounds every night that we could. My dad was running his coon hounds, and on a Sunday afternoon, our big deal was go rabbit hunting with beagles, kind of thing. And, and when, during awesome. the summertime, we couldn't do that. There were so many old homesteads around that area where I grew up, and they all had all kinds of dumps with all kinds of old, now look at it, probably a shot thousands and thousands of dollars worth of bottles. That was our big deal. We'd yeah, go around yeah. and, and set up, we'd dig through those things, set up bottles, yeah. you know, and, and have little competitions to yeah, break the one, you know, the smallest one. Or yeah, not a lot of bottles. <laughs> that was part of the deal, you know. That's... It, it was part of the deal. It yeah. truly was part of the deal. Let's talk a little bit about the bear hunt. Both of you, uh, this was your first bear hunt, right? Uh, this is my third, actually. Third, okay. Uh, so we did a little hunt to uh, Minnesota, in Minnesota, and I got a, a small bear, 175 pounds. Yes, ma'am. Like I think Jerry got skunked on that one. Yeah, I, I sat in the stand and never saw a thing. You started thinking, why coots don't, why, why coots don't fly in the daytime? <laughs> and then we went to Alaska and had a great, time no no success but just a great time yeah. you know out of a boat or out of homer uh didn't see anything you know, but didn't, didn't see but. anything but great country to be in and that is so pretty i've, yep. I've done some of those boat yep. hunts and they're absolutely it, beautiful it's a great adventure but uh an unsuccessful hunt <laughs> and so uh, yeah when we came here that first day i sat in the stand i was surrounded by bear for six hours and oh I, <laughs> I was amazed so uh, uh quite yeah. an experience this has been uh and i know for uh, really I've, I've never never i've never seen this many bears in my life and you took a bear 
Yes, yeah, I took a pretty good one. Yeah, I was. I'm jealous. I got bear envy. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> You're not the only one. I don't have a. I don't have an eye for bear, obviously, but that one uh, looked pretty good. I didn't think he was gonna <laughs> come up seven seven, but uh, he was uh, quite a massive linebacker of a bear. That really, bear, really they're massive. Here from the tip of the nose, and tip of the tail, and the square bear. You do that, and then you made it from tip yep. of the claw to tip of the claw. That bear that you shot was just huge. Yep. He was a sharp bear, but the head on that thing is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a big old deep crease down. It shows all those heavy muscles. Yep. I'll be very open with you. That's really nice, and there was bigger bear killed. But if that bear that you shot and any of the other bears out there, I'd have shot the one that you shot. That to me is just that epitome of just a brute of a bear. I could see him, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of waddling <laughs> as he walks in kind of thing. Yep, he did. Yep, and uh, yeah, I've seen a couple of more that, and now they all look like small. Yeah, the little skinny neck on that bear. <laughs> yeah, you're bear. And then I, I showed Sean the picture. He said, "Oh no, that's a shooter." I went, mm, "No, no." <laughs> yeah, Deer and I, when you came in, we looked at that bear, and Deer said, "That bear doesn't have a neck." And he yeah. didn't. He yeah. just looked like he went from his jaws to his shoulders. Looked like a beaver. Like a, yes, sir. He looked like a beaver. Doesn't have a neck. He just got a head stuck on a body. Right. Exactly. It's like the same thing. That big head was stuck on his shoulders, and that that was it. I think. Yeah, I'm jealous. I, I am too. I'll be very open about it. That's one of the better bear I've ever seen killed. Yeah. I've been around a lot of bear hunts in the past. And, well. I think uh, that, I, he just went up a few steps in my estimation then. It's one of the better I've ones you've seen. seen. And that's no smoke, no BS, yeah. or any of that other one. He's by far the best one I've seen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And Jerry, you hunted kind of like I, I got. I did take a bear a little bit earlier, but you hunted a lot before you took your bear. Yeah, I was getting nervous. Saw a, little, you know, a lot of little ones. and uh, Well, little ones. They were still good bears. Oh, yes. From what I'm seeing and what I was told, I just had fun watching them. Yeah. I, I truly, if I wouldn't take, if I would have not have shot the whole trip, I'd be happy going home just thinking about all, all, the, all the footage I have on my phone and just yes, seeing sir. them, seeing them interact with each other and uh, and how much they wanted to climb up that tree with me. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> well, thank you for finding a slingshot. Yeah, we <laughs> we were both armed with slingshots. <laughs> Jerry found a slingshot and and started just picking up rocks. Next thing I know, he's shooting at a tree. Well, and then I found one, and I convinced myself that I needed to take it. I think it was you that kind of convinced me yeah. to take it, and it yeah. came in very handy because <laughs> you had, had a, a bear that came up the tree to me twice. Hit him once with a two by four. Second time I shot him with that. Uh, Slingshot at about two feet and hit him right on the nose, knocked him off out of the tree stand with me. So. That might be a that might be a record <laughs> somewhere. That made it, you know what? I, I'm going to try to I'm gonna watch. I'm going to try to take that slingshot home with me. Have it mounted, <laughs> yeah, or at least take it so I've got next time I get ready to go bear hunting. Yeah, tell us about the one that you shot and and what am what ammo, of course, but what gun and and that kind of thing. Well, it's a Mossberg uh, Patriot rifle i'm saying that patriot rifle yeah yeah it was in uh, the new seven prc cartridge yes sir i think it's a 173 grain what's it 173 175 i can't remember yeah it's their new uh, eodx bullet yes sir and uh it did quite a quite a job it it, i mean it uh yeah i made a good shot behind the shoulder it went through the heart barely didn't go 15 yards yes sir i mean it it was uh it was good did exactly what it was supposed to do 
penetrated completely through. Uh, bear didn't like it at all. <laughs> and what, what, you know, you hunted. Uh, one thing I don't want to ever do is wound something. And I was really, I was really amazed at the terminal effect and how fast that thing didn't go. I made a shot, made a flip, and that ran. It was, it was over. I would say in ten seconds. Yes, sir. So I don't know if I could ask for anything better. No, you can't. I, 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 I've used the same thing, same gun, uh, same load, everything. The bear I shot was about right 10, 12 yards at the very most. I hit him right kind of where you did, heart and lung, and he spun, and I, I like to shoot. <laughs> so I worked that bolt as fast as I could yeah. as he turned. Now he was already going down, but it's also hoping that I could recover a bullet, which we were able to do because I mm. really wanted to see that bullet travels about 3,000 feet per second leaving the muzzle. I wanted to see what it would do at 10 to 12 yards. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen what they do at longer range mm-hmm. and i got the same performance out of that bullet at 10 yards yeah. as if it had been out there mm-hmm. you know 150 yards more so i was really impressed with that what's, what's amazing to me you take that rifle when i shot it at home the furthest range we have at like 430 yards yes sir and i was making i could keep them in a on that steel that steel silhouette there right. the head box about this big and if I, you know, if wind's not blowing, I could keep them in that steel on that head box at 430 yards out of a box stock, unaccurized gun with good yes, ammunition. Sir. That's what's something that really amazes me, having started shooting from in the, in the 70s or 60s. Yes, sir. Was the accuracy you can just get, just buy a gun and get a box of ammo. This thing is going to be wicked good. You don't have to play with it. Just put it together, put a good optic on it, good triggers, good ammunition. It just to me, it's it's just amazing you could buy so much good in one little without working for it. Exactly. You don't and have to tinker with it, have to tune it, and just put it. And put, with the, the Mossberg, I mean, it's got a fabulous trigger. You know, and it's of course very accurate as well. Too. Miss K used a, a what used what I can't remember what caliber you used, uh, but the it was a four fifty Bushmaster. A four fifty Bushmaster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it did the same thing to your bear too. Didn't Absolutely. That uh, not a, he flipped over backwards, and that was and he was done. So. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Yeah. And that's all uh, when I hunt. That's that's man the shot. Yes, ma'am. That, that, it's all about the shot for me. I, I just, and I'm pretty patient, so I waited for him. He he gave me the perfect shot. And then, uh, for the lights perfect out. bear. Lights out. Yep. Uh, yeah. Seriously, I'm coming back to that. Your bear is by far the, <laughs> to me the best bear that's been taken, and the best bear I've seen in the woods here. No, I got to live with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, when we kept, we're coming up, we were going. Uh, so if we all, if, of course, we all, we each have two tags. Right. And I said, so what are we going to do with if we kill four bear? What are we going to do with all that? You know. And so we said, okay, well, whoever has the biggest headed bear, you know, we're going to get that European mount or something. So I'm like. So far, <laughs> you know, we have a rule at, at our house. Oh, okay. I'll tell you about a rule we have. Yes. You know, we all, we all three competed, Lynn and I and Kate. Mm-hmm. And we traveled together, competitions and what have you. So we had this 30-minute rule. I don't know if you ever heard of it. You can, win a, you can win a world championship. You got 30 minutes. We say go. And you can brag. You can pout. You can do what you want. You can guess. And after 30 minutes... I won't hear it. No, I don't hear you. If you go to a world match and you'd get DQ'd or you didn't finish or you didn't do well, you got thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. You can drag you can drag you can drag your lip in the ground. We're gonna listen to you. You can you can ball and be mad or whatever, but after that thirty minutes okay. <laughs> oh, that, that's a good rule. I'll it, tell you it, what. It works good. I'm hoping some well, of these people that are listening. Well to this. we had to have that rule because we travel together and compete together. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, when, when somebody had a bad match, it, oh, it, yeah. it, 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 it can't pull the whole trip down. So yeah, okay. We don't want to hear it. Uh, yep. <laughs> 30 minutes is up. Yep. Makes sense, though. 
So, how long y'all been married? Thirty minutes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this is a trick question for both of us. Ninety-five. Okay. So, Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety-two. The Thirty. Thirty-three. Ninety-two. Ninety-two. That's what. Oh, ninety-five is when Jacqueline was born. <laughs> <laughs> So Jerry doesn't have to worry about getting in trouble for not remembering anniversaries because I don't remember them either. <laughs> so we were, okay, we got 31. married. We got married on Jim Senior's birthday. Yes. Cool. Ninety-two. Yes. Yep. So thirty-one years. I'll be there. Okay. That is fantastic. <laughs> kind of y'all have been kinda, together yep. in so many different ways since then, haven't you? Did you just mention with traveling different matches? Yeah, that yeah. That's. Uh, I guess I don't know. I'd, probably not for every couple, but yeah, we. Traveled everywhere together, and so basically worked together. Right. Um, that's that's uh, you know to, to be married and, and do a business together, and then compete together, and basically against one another, and it can be a lot of. Uh, so you have to you have to have that thirty minute rule. Keep, <laughs> I can see that. Yes. You know, but really, it, really, if I didn't take a bear and Kay had a great one. That's spectacular. I'm sure yeah. if I took the biggest bear and Kay didn't shoot, you'd be just as happy. So it's a, uh, I don't know if I'd be. Yeah, because you know, he knows what's his is mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> I remind him of that all the time. And by force, I tell you what. <laughs> no, it's been, been, it's been good. Uh, yeah, it's been really good. That's one thing I enjoyed about competing. And now that Kate doesn't compete anymore and Lena's off on her own, to me to go to a match by myself, it gets to be really long. Yes. If you got a if you got a match that say like a world match that's five days and you shoot seven stages a day and and that's all you're doing and it's just man mentally it's can be a it can be a ooh. but we had when we were shooting together as a family, you know, we could come back and she could relate and say, you know, I did this over here and, I, right. and so you yeah. could you know get another game, get another head plan going. But when you're by yourself, you kind of feed off of your own. Uh, thoughts and training and it just it, to me it's just not as fun to be just go out it's almost, it almost becomes a job instead of a instead of having fun you know so it, it's a different different uh, mental game I would say when you when you shoot and compete I, by yourself I think that what I've I've always uh, enjoyed team events and we basically as a family we're, we're a team even though we all we, every, each one of us shot for a different gun company right. and different people yeah. But uh, we kind of approached it as a team, and uh, so which makes it, you know, get a little intel. Somebody exactly, uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, it's always made it more fun as a group. Most things and are. I can see we're shooting for different companies. That would be even more interesting, <laughs> you know. Than it, yeah. You know, say I'm going to pick a name that you, you don't shoot for, like uh, Crossman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but everybody shot for shot, you know, Crossman, whatever that might be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you did. Pellet, pellet gun, BB guns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. We, that was uh, never any. Uh, uh, the brand loyalty thing there. is, uh, I guess, part of the job. We all get associated with different companies, but fortunately, I'm associated with just who I want to be, mm -hmm. which to me is a very much a plus. I don't have to represent anything I don't want to, uh, and I've been fortunate in that aspect since my career started as a professional. You know, I had guys, you know, tell me, you know, how do you get this and that? A lot of times it's just standing in the right place at the right time, having married into the Clark family. That wasn't a bad move at all. It, it wasn't. And, you know, Jim, Jim, Jim Sr. was well known, but yes, uh, you, you make your own mark. You do, yes. Sir. And uh, I got to, he introduced me to a lot of, uh, like, uh, like Guy Hogue from Hogue Grips mm -hmm. when he was around and uh, just so many other, uh, wow, Bill Jordan. Uh, I got to meet Rex Applegate. 
you know, all the yes, guys sir. I looked, you know, up to when I was a kid and had a chance to hang out with them a little bit and get some, get some uh, stories from them. It was, it's, it's been a, it's been an interesting, uh, yeah, experience. Yeah, I, I was with somebody the other day, and I was very fortunate. I, I knew Mr. Bill as well, too. We were on staff together at Shooting Times and uh, met Rex Applegate and, of course, your dad and, and several of that era. Yep. And those, a lot of those guys were characters. <laughs> and, and I mean that in a very positive way. Yeah, yeah. But they probably couldn't, in, in today's world that we live in, I'm not sure they could be the character that they were back then. <laughs> Times have changed. But, yes. you know, I don't see those kind of people anymore. I, I, I really miss being around. Occasionally you run across some of the near guys and they got a personality and they want to talk and they want to visit, but most of them are sitting around even in, in camp, you know, working on phones the whole time. So, But that era that you're talking about is... For one thing, you know, World War Two and Korea veterans. Yeah. They yes. don't. They don't have the. Nobody has the stories they had. No, or, no, or no, the, no, no. You're exactly right. Are the what? 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 What's? I don't know. Really, what the, the word background is, expertise. The, yeah. We were, we were sitting around earlier talking about uh, different shooting type of things, and I, I shoot both left and right handed. I, I shoot right handed naturally to start with. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in a deer stand and I was using my dad's gun and I was sitting against the oak tree. I couldn't come around far enough yep. to shoot that deer right handed. So mm-hmm. when that hunt morning was over, I went and got my 22 and I taught myself how to shoot left and right handed. And I, I shoot mm-hmm. off of sticks all the time. And, and I, when I'm in the woods hunting, I'm looking for one eye with the animal, the other eye I'm looking, where, where can I get a good solid rest if I need one kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I don't see that in so many of these people these days. Well, yeah. that's what, you know, that's what we, we talked about, uh, about practical practicality when you shoot. Yes, sir. You know, having a BB gun when you were a kid, you shot at just about every position you could imagine. Yes. And then, you know, you know what I mean. Bicycle, yeah, yeah, you're doing whatever, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that. So you kind of learn. You're learning on the job. You might not think about it, but you were learning on right. the job when the first time you picked it up. Yes, sir. So by the time you got old enough to actually hunt with a bigger gun, you had you had some field experience on marksmanship, right? And uh, how to shoot it well. That's one thing about practical shooting. Like when we compete in three gun matches, uh, how things evolved with the longer handguards on AR, so you could you could use yes, props right. quicker and mm-hmm. more flexible in your positions on how to shoot, and that that really advanced uh, marksmanship training. But it also bleeds into the military. A lot of the top competitors are also trainers. Yes, sir. So what you see these guys playing in the field actually gets right into the, into the upper levels of the uh, military and law enforcement as, as training aids to help them in the field. Same thing with PRS. You know, with all the, the guys say, well, these guys are game and they got this tripod and they got these bags. But you see that that bleeds right into the military also. These guys come in, they compete, and they learn. So they have better equipment. Yes, sir. So it really contributes to the guys who put everything on the line to get these guys back in the same shape that they went. So our little silliness of shooting in the dump when we were kids mm-hmm. actually goes to every level mm-hmm. when you actually yes, look at it. What we were playing gets put into use elsewhere. Right. It might not seem that way, but it it, it has advanced yes. shooting as a as a as a uh, I'm sorry, I can say it, a, a actual discipline. Yes, more, more than a target discipline. It's right. an overall practical use of a firearm. Mm-hmm. And the action shooting sports changed. Of course, yeah. I was I was raised in bullseye, bullseye, bullseye. You know, so I I had the accuracy. Right. Uh, 
But well, it wasn't until I was in my 30s till I was introduced to action. Yes, ma'am. Shooting, you know, where there's movement and you run. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is much more fun <laughs> than standing there, uh, you know. And, 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 I have uh, five minutes to shoot five shots on those silhouette targets out there. And I'm like, okay. And, and, I thought, and sometime I would run out of time. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Besides, bullseye is very hard. Yeah. It is extremely hard. My, my hat is off to every bullseye competitor oh, yeah. that ever mm -hmm. competed. That If there's ever a mental game. Yep. Bullseye shooting. If you show up weak in the brain, oh, it's going to look on, it's going to look like it on the paper. <laughs> it's going to look the same Ooh. way. Yeah. Totally different discipline. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh. Fun though. It's amazing how guys say, "Well, you shoot," and they expect you to know everything about every different discipline. But there's so much difference between action shooting and bullseye, and field shooting with hunting and yes, target sir. rifle. I mean, it, it, the only thing similar. You pull in a trigger and something comes out the barrel. That's the only thing similar. The whole everything yes, you know, yes, you yes, everything else is totally different. Uh, the application, the mindset. Uh, but cross training between all those is a good idea. Too. It is. Yes. It, it, it gives you that. Sure. So, yes. Point shooting. Learn yeah. how to point shoot. Mm -hmm. uh, instinctive shooting. Point shooting. Uh, aim fire. Rapid fire. Slow fire. Mm -hmm. It's uh, got to have a concept of all that and. When you have a BB gun as a kid, you actually start learning that. You might not realize it, but you've been exposed to all that to some level of of application. We're, we got to unfortunately have to wrap this thing up here just a little bit because I'm going to run out of battery. <laughs> <laughs> Going into the future, where, where do you see you, either either of you? What do you, what do you see in the future for you for the next several years? Lots of hunting, lots of travel. Lots of hunting, lots of travel. Yep. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I'm traveling and get to pull the trigger at the end of it. But either way, uh, travel and hunting is for me. Well, October 7th, I've got a Guinness Book of Records attempt. Oh, really? Yep. I'm going to be at the Smith & Wesson Grand Opening in Tennessee on their new manufacturing yes, facility. Yes, right. So I want to, they want me to do, and I want to do a Guinness Book of Records. I've never had a chance. Guinness wouldn't recognize speed shooting. And here recently, they did. So I want to post a revolver record on a plate rack. So we're building a special gun for it, and uh, I'm going to start training really hard. And it'll probably be my last two rod, and then I'm going to start traveling more with Kay and doing some fun stuff and <laughs> do some more hunting. And do some more Yeah, I, I, when I was a kid, that's what we did. You know, that's what, right. got, what actually got me into pistol shooting. We'd hunt, and then the season would be over. You put your guns in it, everything's quiet. I mean, i got to do something. Yeah. You know, so then I met a guy, Ben Ashmore. He was a contractor working on the Mississippi River on one of the, one of the plants. And he was shooting a Swenson 45 at a piece of steel on a stick. It was like the most amazing thing I ever saw. The guy drawing a 45 and he's shooting rapid fire. Super nice guy. He introduced me into action shooting. And that was 1976. So here I am still shooting at a piece of steel on a stick. <laughs> but you're doing it a lot faster. I'm doing it a little faster. Maybe a little bit more professional, but still had as much fun back when I couldn't hit it as when I could hit it, you know. So <laughs> where I'm at. So, so what are the what's the date on that? When are you doing that? October seventh. October seventh. Yep. I'll I'll be watching. So I got to burn up a lot of ammo between now and then. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Well, that's I see you got a big H on your chest. I understand. Yeah, yeah. They they make some every day. They do make a little bit of ammo. They're willing to share. <laughs> Thanks. That's why I say you know I'm very fortunate to have really good sponsors, and it. Uh, I've, well, I've burned a lot of ammo in my time. Yes, sir. I, can, I'm, I'm, I can't even imagine I've the total cast, numbers. And I've made my own shot back mm -hmm. in the day. Uh, 
people think as a pro, you just get this truck, you know, backing in, but it's not that. I spent a lot of time loading and uh, takes a lot, takes a lot of input from a lot of good sponsors. And yes, uh, it's just been, been fun to do that. I think that's one thing I've been very fortunate and blessed over the years. I've never dealt with a sponsor that I would not have used anyway. Yep. I mean, I, and, and of course, I've been dealing with Hornady for a long, long time yep. as well, too, and, and several of the others. And I, that's one of the things I really appreciate is that, that with you, particularly, and both of you, you use what you believe in, and you use it, and you know how to use it. Tell you a little story before we got we got a moment. Okay. We're at the, we're, we're at the shot show and I'm walking through an aisle and Steve Hornady come by and he saw me and he, he hollered me hollered down, hey come see him, I'll show you something. He's excited. Yes. And he opens his wallet and he pulls his target group out. He showed, they were shot in the test range. It was like ten shots at two hundred, about this big, and he had this big smile on his face. So that's how driven they are still. Yes. And they make you know for him to be excited about a group. Now yes. thanks. Out of the millions and millions around there, man, he's still excited about it. You know, he did something, you know, get the next level, next level. So it was kind of cool. I just it, it, I always it. find that to be a judge of one's true heart. I totally agree. You know, sir. and he was excited to show a group, and that means that their product is is a reflection of that. That's that's. I thought that it was exciting. It and is. It, you know, it is. And it but, speaks very highly of him and the company. Yeah, and, so I was, and all the people. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So. Small things. You catch people, that's what they do. Yes, sir. It's in his heart, so shows. Yes, sir. It's like asking a Texan when he's in Africa, where are you from? You know, he's never from USA or Texas. <laughs> I'm from Texas. <laughs> different, but still kind of long story. Yeah. Same way. Yep. And I, before we get away from I understand some of your folks originally came from not very far from where I grew up as well. Either. Yeah. Uh, well, out of Texas. I was born in Freeport, but my dad was born in Damon, Texas. Damon, yes, sir. Yep. That's cool. Well, I, I knew there had to be something. Yeah, really he was raised. <laughs> y'all were neighbors. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody wants to get in touch with y'all, what's the best way to do, or do you want them to get in touch with you? You know, sometimes well. I, I don't want people. That's not true. I always want them to get in touch with them, but I want to get in touch with me through a way that I can respond to them. Yeah, well, uh, we have a, a website, of course, at Mitchellick.com, uh, but, of course, that's for mostly for sales of stuff, you know, of, of a few products that we carry. But if you're, yeah, if you have questions, if you have something specific you would like to ask, you can always just, you know, kind of shoot the email there. I'll, right. I'll be, I'll watch yep. it. And, yes, uh, ma'am. Uh, now, now, don't ask, uh, you know, how do I get as fast as you, Jerry? Tell me, can you, can you write me a letter on that? Because <laughs> <laughs> can you bring me up to speed in a day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, we get quite a few of those. I'm sorry. That's gonna. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a. Yeah. About a hundred volumes of a book there. Oh my so gosh, we yes, ma'am. Uh, That'd be a start on it, yeah, I think. Yeah, it probably so, wouldn't even get you. But anyway, but give me a try. <laughs> It'll be yeah. sales at Mitchellick.com and I'll answer them. Yes, ma'am. Well, I want to tell y'all both at what a thrill and honor it has been to share a camp with y'all and <laughs> spend time actually visiting instead of just kind of waving to somebody going yeah, down. Yeah. Going through the show, I, yeah. I will, in closing, I do want to say one thing. I've been very fortunate to sign autographs at the Hornady table when Hornady uh. is very kind about giving away caps. Yeah. I've learned something about Jerry. Jerry signs his signature every bit as fast as what he shoots. He I've got one of them done and I can barely read my own handwriting and Jerry's got eight or ten of them done at the same time. So Keeps you, keeps you going. <laughs> well, again, thank y'all so very much right, for welcome. joining us here around the DSC campfire and I can't wait for the next opportunity. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back here next 
week with, uh, I'm not sure who, but uh, we're going to have to play one heck of a game to come up with two people like these two here. So give us a try and we'll do our best. DSC's Campfires has also been brought to you by the Crown Bar in the Grange and Round Top, Texas, Texas Wildlife Association, Double Nickel Taxidermy, H3 White Till Solutions, and Burnham Brothers Game Calls.